Welcome into the PFF NFL Daily. Today, discussing Josh Allen and the Bills. It's a monster contract for Josh Allen, but will it come back to bite the Bills? It's all brought to you by DraftKings. College football season is just around the corner, and to celebrate, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new players in the center of the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PFF to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any college football game. That's promo code PFF to get your free $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right, Sam, how about that hook? Nice. Negative. Negative hook. Is it going to come back to bite the Bills? Of course not. Josh Allen, cyborg from another planet who plays quarterback with a laser cannon for an arm. Uncanny, newly developed accuracy, incredible scrambler. He's got it all. But was this the right move for the Bills signing him to this monster $258 million contract? Six years, $258 million, $100 million fully guaranteed money. Um, huge numbers. And this was the first one of these big deals to get done. We still got Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield coming down the pike. The talk was always that the first one of these deals would be the cheapest. You know, the first one was the discount deal to kind of set the market, and then the other two would build off the top of that. If this is the discount, then are we talking about some big money contracts? Um, it's kind of fascinating, though, because it's we're seeing this new wave of contracts now. Mahomes obviously signs for like a decade with this half-billion-dollar contract. When Kirk Cousins started his deals, you know, the fully guaranteed short-term contracts it felt like that was how quarterbacks were going now. This was how the leverage was going to be. They were going to try and chase for, okay, Cousins got himself a three-year deal. Now let's shoot for four years fully guaranteed and you know get the, the number of years up in terms of those guaranteed money. But the NFL teams have kind of pushed back and said, okay, let's compromise here. What we'll do is you give us more years, we'll sign you for a longer and longer-term deal, and we won't fully guarantee the money, but we'll kind of roll in with this weird um, rolling guarantee structure where in order for us to ever get out of it, we have to basically eat two years worth of the guaranteed money and the ramifications for the salary cap that that will, that will um, create. So the Mahomes thing, it's a really low level of sort of fully guaranteed money, but effectively it's all guaranteed unless catastrophe strikes, you know, unless Mahomes has a, like a career-ending injury. And even then, it's going to cost the Chiefs a ton of money to get out of it. That's kind of what we're dealing with here with Josh Allen. It isn't fully guaranteed the way Kirk Cousins is, but it is kind of effectively guaranteed. Yeah, I was trying to look through the years and see if there's any relief years. You know, it seems like Mahomes might – he has like a couple years. You know, so, so 2026, Mahomes is only – 41 million dollars and then in 2027 it's at 59 you know so th there were some years where the cap number is a little bit higher than others Allen doesn't it's pretty consistent I mean you're, you're talking over 40 million uh basically per year for Josh Allen and I think what happens here is it just puts look it just puts a little pressure on the bills from a team building standpoint that's always the fallout here right there's always going to be decisions that need to be made uh, you know, around Josh Allen. Now, to your point, if they regret this thing, if they have to buy him out for two years, I mean, it's it's all mood anyway. That's just all around bad. But let's assume that they're still happy with Josh Allen through 2028. 
what does this now do for team building decisions? You know, a lot of the stuff we've talked about with the Chiefs, making sure that you've got the right supporting cast around a Josh Allen. And also, how much do we think the salary cap going up six, seven years from now is also going to aid in this, you know, in this breakdown where it's not going to look as bad down the road? I mean, one of the big things is we've got this interesting scenario right now where you know, the Jared Goff contract has just happened. The Carson Wentz contract has just happened. And the earlier you do these big extensions, in theory, the cheaper it is for the team, but the less data you have to work from in terms of how good that guy is going to be going forward. And obviously, the Eagles with Wentz and the Rams with Goff were both sure enough that they handed them a big long-term extension and then very quickly regretted it when that went south and they... They were essentially proven wrong, right? What you thought that guy was going to be, he wasn't. Um, The Bills, clearly, by the way this deal is structured, have no concerns about that whatsoever. They are not in the slightest bit concerned about what happens if Josh Allen isn't the guy that he looked like he was last season. Like, what if he does the Carson Wentz or a Jared Goff? The way this is structured, like, they're not even slightly interested in that scenario. They are more focused on Like, how do we get him locked up for the longest amount of time possible? Because we're so sure that he's the future, we want to focus on, you know, locking him in the building for for a lot. We don't want to lose him in his prime, you know, in his third contract. Yeah, I think the the Goff and Wentz thing is, is an interesting dynamic, right? You've got two, you know, number one and number two overall draft picks. And again, I've said this a lot on the main NFL podcast, too. I think the NFL is in a different state now where I think the old state was find a starter, do whatever you can to find a starter, lock him up forever because you, you might never find a starter again. And, and now it certainly is more inclined to find that top eight guy. Last year, Josh Allen was clearly a top four, top five quarterback in the NFL. Uh, the previous years, I know he wasn't. But I think the Bills should feel good about what that, what that peak is for Josh Allen, the way his progression has gone, where his improvement has come, winning within the pocket, winning in the short and intermediate game, then adding the deep ball last year uh, when, when he had you know, slightly better receivers to work with. So I think my, my point is, I think if you honestly assessed Carson Wentz and Jared Goff and, and their best years, you could look around at that supporting cast and say, okay, these easily could have been anomalies, right? You, there's, there's, there's enough data to look back at Goff and Wentz and say, maybe we could have seen this coming. Maybe they shouldn't have locked them up. Is there data that would suggest that for Josh Allen? Now, if I look at his first two seasons, yeah, there, there kind of is. He wasn't great his first two years. I know that the Bills' offense looked different, and they were better with him on the field versus, say, Matt Barkley and some of the other guys they trotted out there. But it wasn't until last year where you could really say, okay, now Josh Allen has arrived. How confident should we be, though, that the, t- the first two years, it's just a part of the upward trajectory and not something he's going to go back down to? Because, again... In hindsight, Goff and Wentz, you could say, sure, buyer beware. Do we have the same warning signs at all with Josh Allen? No. I know the Bills don't. You said the Bills don't, but should we? No, we don't because of the order, I think, that they've happened in. That's the, that's the difficulty with the Josh Allen thing, is that you can look. It fits neatly into this pattern of what you want to see, which is, okay, very raw quarterback prospect coming out of Wyoming, 
really struggled as a rookie, took a step forward in year two, and then he was very good on everything except the deep ball. And then year three, he put it all together, and boom, we have this sort of fantastic new wave Superman type of quarterback. Now, if you change around the order of those seasons, suddenly you're really concerned. You Suddenly you end up in a Lamar Jackson or a Baker Mayfield scenario where we've seen it, but it wasn't the last thing we saw. And the last thing we saw was a big step backwards from that. Now, because the human brain likes to work using these patterns, we're happy. We like the idea that it, it fit perfectly the way it's supposed to. Josh Allen's just getting inc- incrementally better every single year. And even if he doesn't get better this year, he's, he's arrived. We're, we're at where we're supposed to be. And that's great. I don't know what happens if he takes that big step backwards. Or I don't know if you can guarantee that just because it happened in the nice, neat order, it's going to happen in that order going forward. You know, Josh Hermsmeyer, who writes for 538, tweeted that the chances that we've already seen the best season in Josh Allen's career are probably a lot higher than other people want to admit. Yeah, yeah. So I agree with that. And then I'm trying to talk myself the other way, right? I mean, the... The off-field stuff that we can't quantify matters. By all accounts, Josh Allen got in there. Uh, teammates loved him, worked hard, and the whole deal. And you can – it's not just a ma- – like Tim Tebow worked hard too, but he never really got better. Josh Allen worked hard, and we see tangible results on the field getting better. Uh, so I'm not saying he's Tom Brady or Drew Brees or anything like that. It's too early for any of that stuff. But those guys had the clear worth, work ethic to be good. They got better as their, as their career went on. Does that help a little bit? I mean, so when you're talking about the trajectory, I think it matches all the reports about Josh Allen and his character and how he treats this job. And I think that's also why the Bills feel pretty good about this. They love him in the clubhouse. They love him uh, or the locker room. It's it's the locker room in football, not the clubhouse. It's not the baseball. Uh, They love him behind the closed doors off the field. His teammates love him. And then, of course, the tools part about it. We talked about it. It's, It's the best tool since Elway, right? Cannon, the ability to run. Uh, every off off platform stuff. So there is a lot to like about him, but I I'll, I'll also agree with Hermsmeyer and say, you know, it's not Madden team guys don't always just get better. And he was so good last year. It, it, I don't know if that's like his baseline going forward. Ninety plus PFF quarterback. Right. Uh, yeah. It, it's such a weird situation because of that. Um, I think ultimately, look, the Bills are a hundred percent convinced that he's the guy. Uh, I'm not a hundred percent convinced, but I don't think he's going to get dramatically worse over where he was a year ago, at which point you're going to be paying him eventually, so get it done. So real quick, who has a better contract? Who has the best contract when the when all is said and done? Jo- Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, or Baker Mayfield? Uh, I mean, it depends what the other ones look like. I think the, I Predict think it. That, I think that the, the Browns very may, well may end up waiting on Baker Mayfield completely. Yeah. Like they, I would not rule out the possibility that they move on from Baker Mayfield. I think Lamar ends up with the best one. They'll, they'll, they'll tweak it just enough so it looks better than Josh Allen. So let us know. What do you think about the Josh Allen contract? Bills fans, you guys love us. You love our analysis. Let us know. What do you think? It's a PFF NFL Daily. 